Counterattack podcast with myself, Daps. Guys, keep liking, sha-sha-sha. Guys, keep liking, subscribing, sharing, all of that good stuff. Um, yes, guys, so what day is it today? Monday. I didn't release one yesterday. Well, it's Monday today, so this is the first one of the week that I'm recording. But um, you guys are going to get this tomorrow, which is Tuesday. So it's going to be a very, very, it's gonna be a very, very quick one because I've got a little something, something for you guys. If you guys can think, those of you that listen to my podcast, um, who have been listening to the podcast for a while, I've got one of the mandem coming on, one of my friends coming on, friend of the show. And um, when, when, when we link up, you just know it's going to be a good one. So that's going to be out tomorrow or the day after. I'm recording this. Anyway, you lot in the comments that have been watching my channel, when me and this friend link up, you know it's a good podcast. So if you know who it is, comment and let me see if you guys get it right. Whoever gets it right, I'll give you, um, I'll give you some sort of prize or something. But yeah, um, it's going to be a very, very quick one just to ease you lot into the new week. Um, so yeah, what was I saying? Where do I start? Obviously, I'm going to start with England. England played Macedonia. To be honest, if it wasn't for the fact that I need to give you guys content, I wouldn't even comment on this game. Because England are absolutely, they're just not it, if I'm being honest. And, you know, we can look at the game and yes, some people can say it's a weakened team. But playing against Macedonia, who are, let me see where Macedonia are ranked. This is the sort of opposition that you need to get out of here. Because when you look at people like France who who get um one second when you look at teams like France so Macedonia are currently 66 in the world and England should be should be getting them getting them away from there and I don't know I don't know how people can like look at if I don't think anyone's even looking at the starting lineup and giving excuses because it's just not good enough and when you look at the way England play, they give away chances. They shouldn't be giving away chances to Macedonia. It shouldn't take Harry Kane coming off the bench and being a nuisance. Obviously, it was an own goal, but it shouldn't take that to get them back in the game and to get one-one draw. You know, Southgate will come out and say, "I've not actually heard what he's what he's um, what he said in the press conference yet," but he'll come out and say, "Yes, unbeaten in the um, qualifiers and." You know, we're going to go into the Euros next year and, you know, in good stead and whatnot. Confidence is high, but honestly, it's not. I look at that game, I'm looking at the fact that even in the first half, Harry Maguire, oh my gosh. See, the thing is about Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire will have those games where he looks like he's a steady Eddie. Like he looks, oh yeah, he's, he's actually doing all right. But you see that moment of madness? It was definitely a penalty as well. It was definitely 100% a penalty. Giving the ball away, some cross-field part, like, you get taught not to do that in, in that's a schoolboy error. But anyway, misplaced pass, their player cuts it out. You then get yourself in a position to actually defend the um, resulting opportunity that they have. And you take a man out. How that wasn't given as a penalty, I don't know. I, I honestly, genuinely just do not know. It was a penalty all day long and, yeah, when people say oh, Harry Maguire is, is reliable for England, he doesn't let England down. Yeah, today, he got away with that today. But if that's against better opposition, number one, they probably don't even give him the chance to even get back and make any sort of tackle. Number two, he's off. Another referee, will, no, not off, but he gives away a penalty. 
100% gives away a penalty. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, and obviously they had Rico Lewis in there and Rico Lewis tried and he did all right, to be honest, for his first game. I do like Rico Lewis. I'm not even going to come here and, and you know, say anything bad about him because I think for someone young coming into his first game, England game, away as well, um, it's tough for him. And, you know, he he did all right. He did all right for his first game. And there's a lot to build on. There's a lot of positives that he can like, take away from there. But, you know, you've got senior players on that pitch. You know, I'm looking at Grealish. I'm looking at um, Trent played. Who else played in, the, in that game? Kyle Walker, you know, Maguire. Like, there's players there who are England starters and not enough was done to actually win that game. When you look back at that game, you can't look at it and say, oh, England should have won that game. No. A draw, it says a lot when a draw is actually the the the, the, the most fair result. Um, sorry. But yeah, um, I don't know, man. Like, obviously next season, I mean, the Euros is going to be Gareth Southgate's last tournament and I don't think it's going to end, you know, with a trophy. I don't think it's going to end with England winning the, the Euros. I think they're very far off. I think the way that they play doesn't promote a free-flowing, um, a free-flowing football team where they can get you. Like, again, I don't want to bring them into it because obviously they're different levels, but you look at France the other day, and I forgot who France were playing. But it was just... Wait, let me see. France. Gibraltar. And yes, Gibraltar are worse than Macedonia, but it's all in the same bracket, if you ask me. France got them out of here. It was 14-0. Could even be more. It was 14-0. Do you know how crazy that scoreline is? And then you look at England coming up against Macedonia and they can't even get a win. Not even a, a little 2-1. Not even a 3-0. If they had come away 3-0, people would have been like, ah, oh, we, we should have, like, we wanted more, but we won 3-0. But 1-1? Come on, man. That penalty as well um, that Rico Lewis gave it was never a penalty. That's what I'm saying. We keep saying the game's gone mad, the game's gone mad, but these, like, it has because they, no, in no world is that possibly a penalty. That referee has definitely never played the game of football. Definitely never played a game of football because there's no way you can give you can give that as a as a penalty. But yeah, England need, need to sort it out, man. And um, yes, again, they had players missing. You know, Bellingham wasn't there. Um, Kane didn't start, obviously. Who else is there? John Stones. Um, what? Can I say Rashford, Sterling? Even though they weren't even in the squad. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, so they had players missing, but those players shouldn't have to be, shouldn't be needed for, for games like that. And I think going into the tournament next year, you know, they need to buck up their ideas. And unless they get a favourable draw like they did in the Euros last time, or is it the World Cup? I think it's the Euros. Like they got in the Euros last time, it's just going to end badly for them. And, and that's not me being pessimistic. It's just me saying, look, Harry Kane, as much as he's, you know, a top, top striker and he's on form and banging in goals for club and country, that's not going to be enough. It's not going to be enough. So, and then you're even hoping, and there's not even a wood here, but touch wood, you're even hoping that um, their players all stay fit. Because even with the way that, and this gives me the perfect segue into the next um, thing I'm going to talk about, even with the way that players are going down with injuries, it's crazy. It's actually crazy right now. And, and what's funny is that 
I remember, was it Varane? I think it was Varane that wrote that wrote to, I think it was the FA or someone, saying that the amount of games is too much and that they need to start looking after players. And he was basically told to shut up and, and play football. You get paid all of this money and blah, 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 blah. Be quiet. And now we're looking at injuries. And I'm, I'm hearing that's like the 196th injury or something like that. Let me, let me get it up because the number I heard was actually wild. Let me see. Um, so, there have been 196 injuries in the Premier League this season. 196 injuries. That's a 15% increase compared to the past four campaigns, which is crazy. And it's not a coincidence. Players just aren't, just haven't become softer all of a sudden. You have to look at the amount of games that they're playing. You know, even like the added time and, you know, they don't get breaks and these pointless international breaks that are happening. And, you know, you have to look at all these things. It's, it's crazy. And the players who should know more than others, you know, how, how, how it's going to take its toll, how they're feeling, are the ones being told, no, let's ignore them. They don't know what they're talking about. And then they're getting injuries. All these ACL injuries. I've never seen so many ACL injuries. And obviously, Gavi, Gavi has gone down injured with another ACL. Um, not another one for him, but another ACL injury in general. And it's it's mad because obviously Gavi's a big player in world football in terms of like hot prospects. So even just in general, he's, he's a big player. And for him to go down, it's like suddenly it's like, whoa, what's going on? Everyone's taking notice. And, and it's happened in a friendly way. Did he really need to play? Even after the, the initial tackle happened on him, came back on like did he really need to play they should have just taken him off and whatnot and then he tried to jump and then he messed he messed up his um aco and it's it's too many at, at this point and then there has been a 96 percent increase in hamstring injuries compared to last season in the premier league 96 percent increase is wow that's basically it's basically twice as many hamstring injuries as there was last season and we're not even halfway through we're not even halfway through so something has got to be done the previous high was 40 hamstring injuries during the 2021 season. It's it's mad. It's mad. Uh that's a fifth so the 96, that's a 55% increase compared to the previous four season average. Listen, players are getting injured. It's gonna to get to a point where you're gonna see more and more people withdraw from internationals. I'm not sure how many internationals there are to um the Euros. You're gonna see players are kind of like not going for it's hard for players not to go full pelt when they're playing because you're not really thinking that you're going to get injured. But it, it's definitely a worry for, for some players. I've spoken to, to some players and they're like, listen, the injuries that, that are happening right now, it's, it's crazy. And like, some of the, like the bodies, there's only so much your body can take. I don't care how much you're getting paid. I don't care if you're getting 500,000 a week. Your body is not 500,000 a week. Like Your body don't care about the money. Your body can only take so much. So... They've got to do something to lessen the games. They've got to do something to give more of a break. You know, telling players to shut up. It was Varane, right? Or was it Van Dyke that was told, listen, be quiet? Do you get what I'm saying? Um, I don't know, but so something, something's got to be done. What do you guys think at home um, in, regards to, in regards to this? Are people just doing too much in terms of saying, no, no? Is it just coincidence? Are people doing too much and saying they need to play and what, whatever? Just, just let me know. Just let me know what you think because I, I think personally it's crazy and it's mad, and um, yeah.
something needs to be done. Um, what else? Everton ten point deduction. That's crazy excessive. But what that has, what that has now done, yeah, is they've it's opened the door, and I, and I feel like they they did this in terms of the FA because bearing in mind it's never been done in the Premier League to give a team a ten point deduction. But I feel like they've done it just to set up what could potentially happen to Man City and Chelsea. I think by giving Everton this 10-point deduction, even though it'll probably get reduced on appeal, but by giving them this 10-point deduction, when Man City, and this is the, the crazy thing, Everton had one charge, and they said they were over by, what, 10 million? Let's just say 10 million, which is, obviously it's 10 million, but in the grand scheme of football and finance, it's not the worst. So they're over by 10 million. Cool. Man City had 115 charges with various offences. There's absolutely no way, and I know that they will end up getting away with it, but there's, there shouldn't be a way for them to get, to get away with it. And I think that now that the Premier League have deducted Everton 10 points, they know and they've set the precedent, they've basically set the marker like, look, whatever happens to Man City or Chelsea, you just know what's coming. I think Everton had to get that 10-point deduction so that Man City and Chelsea could, you know, when they get whatever punishment they get, it's not seen, it's not, it's not deemed to be unfair or or a big surprise. So basically, Chelsea are taking one for the team. I'm not, not Chelsea. Everton are taking one for the team, basically. That's what I think. Um, because it was excessive for what they've done. Um, it's never been done before. Um a financial, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A financial, ah, the word's gone from my head. That's gonna work. That's gonna really annoy me. Like basically, they broke the the law. Um, the law. They broke the law financially. They broke the rules with finance. So you'd you'd expect the punishment to be financial, and not based on the team. So um, and not a sport and not a sporting sanction. That's it. So um, it's gonna be. It's going to be interesting to, to see what happens there. And, um, yeah, we just have to, we just have to see. So, and also, I think it was, shout out Mawa, if it was you, the FCM pod. I think it was you guys. I saw today where um, people were discussing who the top African players are and if Mo Salah's in there. And I'm not sure I'd put Mo Salah in the top African players, you know. Not in my top five, anyway. They asked him if he was like the, the. They asked if he was the greatest African player of all time, and I wouldn't even put him there. If I'm, if I'm being honest, it's a, it's a good question, and I could see what I was asked, but no, nah. I think when you've got Yaya Toure, this ain't in no order. Yaya Toure, Didier Drogba, Samuel Eto'o. I have to put George Weir there because I remember him when I was young. Um, do you know what? I might even put Mares in there before I put him in there. I might even do that. That's my top five. Yeah, my top five African players, not in any specific order, even though I, I feel like this is an order. Um, who was the first one I said? So you've got Yaya Toure, Eto, Jogba. Yaya Toure, Eto, Jogba. I'm forgetting someone. Yaya Toure, Eto, Jogba, George Weir, and... Probably Myers, yeah. I I think I'd put Myers before before Salah. Am I going mad actually? Man, well, look what you've caused. 
in terms of African players, am I mad for my fifth player being Mahrez ahead of Salah? I don't think I am. I think that's that's calm. I don't think Mahrez really gets the respect he 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 should get in the in the Premier League. Ah, oh, am I going mad? Salah, I might be going mad. I might be going mad. Nah, I'm not going mad. I'm not going mad. Oh, even Manny. Nah, I wouldn't put Manny. Oh, do you know what? Let me just stop there. Let me just stop there before I, I just take it too far. But yeah, guys, you guys let me know in the comments your top five African players. Let me know. And um, yeah, we are out.